All right, you guys are really going to judge me for this episode. So I'm just going to start out by apologizing and letting you know that when I recorded this interview with Lisa, I actually forgot my microphone. I was recording remotely and not my normal place and used the <laughs> the microphone on my computer. And it's rough, you guys. Like Lisa's audio is good, but my audio is embarrassing. So bear with me. Enjoy this episode. I promise it's still a good one with awesome information about how to find and build a strong community on social media. Welcome to the Confident Content Creators Podcast, where we'll talk about how to live unapologetically and show up as your most authentic self online. Hey, it's Lindsay, confident content coach, boy mom, and corporate nine to fiver. I'm an extroverted introvert who loves to talk about all things social media and how to create confident content that converts your followers into your ideal client. On this podcast, we're going to get clarity around your content strategy and hear real life stories from boss babes, just like you, who are showing up confidently online. I know how hectic and busy entrepreneurial life can be, so let's dive right in. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I have with me Lisa Shaughnessy. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. So let me tell everyone about you first, and then we'll kind of dive right in. So Lisa is on a mission to help writers find writing retreats that help them reach their writing and publishing goals through her writing retreat sampler virtual events. While writing stories from her family's history and a cozy mystery series, she saw a need to help other writers discover writing retreats that will inspire, motivate, and support them. The writing retreat sampler virtual events emerged from brainstorming ideas on how to fill that need. Lisa lives with her husband and dog in North Virginia. When she's not working with authors and writing retreat hosts, she enjoys traveling, camping, and writing. Lisa, this is such an interesting topic of writing retreats. I have heard of people like writing books and it's really big with like Amazon KDP and everything right now, but I I only heard of writing retreats just recently, but this is what you've built like an entire business around. Can you tell us a little bit more about what exactly is a writer's retreat and how you got into that world? Yeah, so writing retreats are a time period where you get away from everything and you just write. You write, you meet other writers, you, a lot of writing retreats have workshops or they'll do critiques for you. So kind of an immersive experience where all you do is focus on whatever it is you're writing and you have people around you to help you. And it's typically one week to two weeks, but there's been writing retreats that are short as three days, you know, a few days, even virtual writing retreats. But it's basically to get you out of your environment and into a place where all you can do is focus on your writing. Awesome. Okay, so so you're an author yourself. How long have you been writing? And how many books have you written? Well, I've been writing off and on nonfiction and fiction since 2012. So when I started my first business, I wrote a book about... So I was helping fitness professionals do social media. And, you know, 2012, people were still figuring it out. And... I actually had a podcast back then where I talked to fitness professionals about their marketing. And after all getting all that content, I thought, oh, well, this would be a good book. So I put that together as a book. 
And then I did a couple of more business focused nonfiction books. And then I decided to, that I really enjoyed writing. And I started kind of like dabbling and just ideas out of my head. And in addition to writing my family stories in a creative nonfiction way, so not just, and then they did this and then they did that. I built a story around their experiences. And then I started having other ideas and writing, like I said, my cozy mystery and some, I don't know if it's women's fiction or I don't know, you know, genres, they're all, they try to categorize what you write, but sometimes it just isn't. But I, I've published a few things on Kindle Bella and also in, on, on Amazon Kindle under, under a couple of pen names. So yeah, I guess I've been doing off and on for about, oh my gosh, (laughs) 10 years. That's amazing. So you, and you mentioned that you have written some books under some pen names. So when it comes to that aspect of it and like building a community around your business, how have you been able to bridge that and build that community on social media? Well, doing that, I reach out to, well, I, let me start first. I started from nothing. So when I decided to do the writing retreat sampler back in August, I had been pretty much off social media for a few years because I was just focusing on writing. I'd stopped doing all my other businesses. And so I was starting from scratch. So I started following writers. I started following writing retreat hosts. I'd reach out to them and, you know, not just the, hey, great post or I agree, but, you know, leaving some simple comments on their posts on Instagram. I would do some DMs, you know, not spammy, but. If somebody would like my post or if they would comment on them, then I would just, you know, DM them, message them and and make a comment, say, you know, thanks. And if I saw that we had something maybe in common where I wanted them to be part of maybe the writing retreat sampler or just in my community, I would, you know, reach out and say, hey, let's, let's get on a Zoom call. Let's get on a chat. Let's learn more about each other and not just keep it to a superficial Instagram or social media level. But let's actually look at each other face to face and have a conversation, you know, as people. So yeah. Process, yeah. I mean, that's important, right? Even right now, mm-hmm. instead of like getting a phone call to do this, like talking to you face to face, I'm talking to a person and we're just having a conversation. Oh, and yeah, I, exactly. And that engagement, that connection goes leaps and bounds for any business of like showing people that you're an actual human being behind the screen because a lot of time that digital wall is up between us and the other person. And so being authentically yourself and just showing up as if you would in person, that 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 speaks for a lot. Right. And the response has been really amazing, too, because then you feel like you know their personality. You get to know them as people. Like anybody could do something behind the screen, right? They could be I don't know, all sunshine and bubbles. And then if you talk to them, they're just like, yeah. wait a minute, are you the same person? Because kind of <laughs> a little grouchy. But people see that whatever I say online, that that's what they're getting when they talk to me. And I've been able to get some sponsors and I've been able to get writing retreat hosts to actually speak at all of my events because I'm not just stopping at that text or dm level and saying hey you know let's get let's let's partner let's do things together i'm showing them exactly what i can offer them 
or why they would want to be a part of my community, right? It's it's all new. If you're starting from something from scratch and it's a very new concept, you have to first get people to understand what you're trying to do, which mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of things to compare it to. And then yeah. you have to get them on board with what you're doing. So, and I know that you, you've switched gears, right, throughout your career. So, oh, yeah. but you know what that's like. We're just, okay, I'm doing this new thing now. Wait, what are you doing? And, and then having them understand how they can be a part of it and not just to give me something. I'm not, don't want to just take from them, but what can I give them in return? What can they get from the whole community by gathering writers and writing retreat hosts and anybody who actually touches writers together? Then we can build this huge community where people are just helping each other and giving each other resources and Hearing them up, you know, one of the big things that, uh, starting this was, I didn't know what I was doing. It was a little scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I would have writers or writing retreat hosts reach out to me and say, no, you're doing a great job. This is really needed. We really appreciate what you're doing. And I'd say, okay, okay, you know, it, it's going to be fine. You're doing something people want. And that really went a long way to help me just keep moving when I thought, what? What am I doing? Yeah. And and that imposter syndrome starts to creep in. So having a good solid community around you that you can lean on when that happens is that's huge. That's really vital for any business owner. Yeah, you feel a buffer. You feel like really buffered from, you know, the outside or even internal negativity. You mm-hmm. you think, okay. So sometimes I'll just go back and read an email that somebody sent me like, no, you're doing great. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just growing that community, I think, is super important, especially because, like you said, we're so disconnected online, like, trying to just get everybody to you know, kind of come back into a little bit of reality. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And I know you said you do, you help with in-person events as well, but let's talk specifically about that those digital type retreats and how you can build a community in a digital world when it's so easy for, I know for me, at least when I did my virtual summit a few months ago, I, it was so hard to keep that community and to get people to keep coming back day after day when there's not like a, you're not there in person. So it's not like you have to be there. So a lot of people kind of like, opted out. So how have you been able to build a strong community around those digital events? That is a great question that I am still figuring out. A lot of communication. I try to do videos and not just, you know, text or emailing like this is happening. I have videos that kind of show you know, who I am and what, and what this is about. The platform that I'm using. So when I'm doing the writing retreat sampler virtual events, which is when writing retreat hosts talk about their retreat and they help writers understand how a writing retreat can help them and what they can get out of it afterwards. I'm using a platform called AirMeet and that's more interactive. So it's more interactive than, than Zoom or some of the other webinar platforms because you can have people come up on stage and they'll actually turn their camera on and oh, see their cool. face. You can have sponsor booths where if the sponsor chooses, they can be, quote, at the booth at the time and somebody can come up to a table and 
talk to them in person, like turn on their camera, turn on their audio and talk to the sponsor at the booth. So it's more of that personal interaction, not just a chat window. So I'm still learning how to get those more engaging practices and what I can use to do that. And I think more audio, more video, just any kind of interactive platform, which like I said, it's not easy, but, but, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still learning along the way and just trying to find any way I can that brings people together in, in that kind of environment. And what I'd like to maybe at some point is on the AirMeet platform is bring people together in like an, you know, just kind of a, I don't know, open house or some kind of event where there's going to be tables open and you just pull up a chair you know, oh, come cool. to a table and chat with the other people around you. You know, anybody who's at the table, everybody turns their camera on and it's more of like a, a personal chat, not just a big, you know, talking at somebody, but you can actually chat about something, chat about writing, chat about writing retreats, you know, whatever it would be. So that's something I'm thinking about doing as well. That's really cool. And it's really cool that AirMeet has that capability to do those things. I know it's kind of like a Zoom chat room, but you can't have like multiple different places, right? And so I think that's really cool. And it's really important to know that it's really hard to run a digital event that has a strong community. So we know what that's like on the host side of things. What are maybe some suggestions that you would give a participant who is going to a virtual event to help make the event super awesome? Oh, yeah. I would say, you know, ask questions, use the chat, use the Q&A forum. And in AirMeet, if you come to what, you know, if you're in one of those events, you can raise your hand and then they can pick you and put you on stage and your face will show. So any way that you can take advantage of the tools in a platform that encourage engagement, you know, going to a sponsor booth or any anything where, you know, don't be shy, like turn your camera on. If you have an opportunity to turn your camera on, I would say go for it. You know, nobody's going to judge you and you'll really feel like you're talking to somebody, like you're having that conversation right next to them. And I would say any, any, yeah, anything you can find that gives you that engagement, that you have that opportunity, I would say take it. Mm, yeah. And that's good sound advice for any event is just get involved and asking questions. I think a lot of people are hesitant to ask questions because they think, well, what if this is a stupid question? Or what if I'm the only one struggling with this? And I just want to add to that and say, it's not a stupid question. It, ask the question. If it comes up, you never know who else has the same question and is also scared to ask it. So definitely ask questions, get involved. And I love what you said about turn your camera on. We, I feel like we tend to use that as like a, a shield almost of turning our camera off so that we can multitask. I know I'm guilty of this. I've done it on many trainings before, but we use it almost as like a shield so that we don't have to actually show up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Get engaged. Like you said, at the moment, like just be in the moment, turn your phone off, you know, put it somewhere, put it in a different room. So you're not even like glancing at it and just be present and be engaged in that community because you chose to be part of it, right? There was a reason you showed up to it, that you wanted to be part of it. So I would say just put yourself all in and, you know, get to know the other people, get to know the host, 
and what what the community is all about and really just, yeah, get involved. Awesome. And so you had mentioned earlier that you have a community for the Writers Retreat Sampler. Do you host that community on a social media platform or do you have like your own platform where you have like monthly meetups or daily kind of engagement or questions? What does that community look like? It's still new. So that is one thing I am trying to figure out. I do have a Facebook group, but I don't love it. I don't really like I don't know. It's, I, I mean, I like that it's a group. I like that, you know, people can post things, but I, I don't know. I'm looking for something, you know, more connected, right? So I don't, I don't know yet right now. And my community is very small. So I have my email list and, and I email them at least once a week with a lot of tips and tricks and information. And I actually get quite a few responses. So I, I feel like I'm getting a lot of individual responses. And even on my Instagram posts, I have people chime in and then sometimes they'll converse with each other, you know, have like a little side chat. So right now it's not cohesive and it's not in one place, but I am trying to find what that looks like. (laughs) Yeah. And I totally understand. There's so many different platforms out there to be able to host a community like that. I will say I'm a huge fan of Facebook communities just because there's a lot of people on Facebook and it's the easiest because people already have the app downloaded. They don't have to go download a new app or sign into a new system. And so it's it's kind of easy and cohesive that way. But there are so many different apps that you can look into and try to help build that community. And size is relative, honestly. Like you do not have to have a big community or a big following or email list to be able to have a successful community. It's more so about the engagement and the back and forth and the connection that people are making inside the community. And there's something to be said about you get what you put into it. So if you're pouring time and energy into your community, your community is going to grow and thrive. I have a community that is in numbers of social media, fairly small, but it's actually booming and growing at a pretty significant rate because I put time and energy into nurturing those relationships in that community. Yeah, I agree. I I, I would have no hesitancy to you know, really start wherever I'm at now. I think for me, it has been just finding that one place. And I think you're right. I am probably going to stick with Facebook groups because again, trying to find, I mean, I've looked at, I won't name them here, but all of them and it's an extra login. And then some of them, I don't even understand the threads. Like I don't understand how people use this as a community builder because I can't even follow where where their specific topics are so discord is one i'll just name it because i i agree and i know exactly what you're talking about with this part like i there was a community that i really wanted to be part of it was writers it was for writers and i loved their mission but holy i could not figure out like what the thread where i needed to be and it it's just to me it even looked like those old you know i'm gonna date myself like 1990s like bulletin board services where oh my gosh. I, love it. I know I know what you mean though and I'm same thing I'm in a like a book club on discord and I can't follow I'm like I have no idea what is where and and maybe that's just me wanting simplicity like I 
I have learned that in social media and with business owners and you've got social media, email lists, websites, you have podcasts, you have all these different apps and tools and things that you can use, it gets really, really overwhelming. And so simplifying your processes and using simple, easy to use established tools just makes my life so much easier because then I don't have to, I don't have to learn anything that's super overcomplicated. And then teach your audience, your community, how to use it. That because, you know, that's a barrier too. If they don't know how to use it, like me, like now I'm not in that community anymore because I just, it was just too much. I, you know, ha- like having to log in and do all the things. And with Facebook, you can, you know, with the videos and the live events and all the, you know, things you can do to make it more visually and otherwise engaging. I think that there's a lot to be said to that too. So I just, I haven't found anything else. And after this conversation, I'm probably going to just stick with it. <laughs> well, if you need any help at all, let me know. Because Facebook is actually one that I have learned to have a lot of fun with when it comes to Facebook groups specifically. And I've been toying around with the idea of doing a masterclass to teach others how to use Facebook groups because there's such a huge need for it. And they're booming more than ever. Facebook came out with an article. It's been about a couple of weeks now, but they came out with an article stating that that Facebook groups are where they're putting their focus on is in those in community areas because Facebook was originally built, you know, with friendship in mind, right? They want you to have friends on Facebook. They want you to connect. They want you to engage. They want you to have conversations. That's what Facebook w- was built for, was to be a community. And so they're utilizing that and pushing that out there. So there's definitely lots of room to grow on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Do a masterclass. I'll come. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Side note. I actually did this masterclass. It's how to build a thriving Facebook group. And you guys should definitely check it out. I will put the link in the show notes. You can watch the replay and there's even a bonus video. Well, let's talk about other platforms too. Do you utilize other platforms like Instagram or anything like that to help grow your business? I'm mainly on Instagram because... It's just me, so I can't really be everywhere. And Instagram has a lot of writers on it, and I'm trying to reach writers. And because it's so visual, writing retreat hosts are also on that because they like to have the visual for their writing retreats. And because you can, you know, do the stories and the carousels and just all the things that make it more visually appealing. I'm on Instagram mostly. And I do post to Facebook as well, a business page, because a lot of people like that are on Facebook. So I thought, you know, why yeah. not? I can, I don't have it synced. So if something posts on Instagram, it doesn't automatically post to Facebook, which I think you can do, right? I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. You okay. can definitely do. So. It makes your life so much easier when you can cross post yeah. and you're showing up in both places. I love Instagram. Instagram is my favorite of all the social media platforms. And I think it goes back to that simplicity of it is it's a simple format that hasn't really changed a whole lot. I mean, obviously, there's been some real big changes with short form video and things like that. But for the most part, Instagram has always been the same and the concept is still the same. So 
I I love Instagram, but it can sometimes be hard to build that community. So you had mentioned earlier that you have quite a bit of engagement when it comes to your Instagram posts. How do you cultivate that engagement and that growth of a community on a platform like like Instagram? Well, with Instagram, I find it easy because just replying to other people's posts, like commenting on them or even asking questions. So when I post up, I try to ask questions and not just, you know, a yes or no question, but like, what, what kind of writing do you do? What's your, you know, who's your favorite author? I mean, I don't know, more interesting, hopefully, questions than that. But I try to ask questions that will get people engaged, get more than one person to answer. And sometimes I'll start off the conversation. So I'll put, I'll answer the question in a comment. And that way, because sometimes people don't like to be the first person to comment either. It's kind of back to the questions, yeah. right? So they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should say. So so I'll try to be the first person to comment to help it going. And if other people I follow ask those kinds of questions that require an answer, I give an answer. I, I say exactly what I'm I'm thinking or feeling about it to keep their conversation going because I want to help them get their engagement up and keep their conversation going. So if yeah. people see, you know, my comment or somebody else has already commented, then they might feel less nervous or less, you know, hesitant to to comment on that person's post as well. Oh, exactly. So, yeah. And it's it goes back to that. You get what you give. If you're yeah. going and engaging on other people's, if you're answering their questions, it's going to become, it's going to help encourage that on your own post. And then they're getting to know you too. And they're like, well, if she's putting time and energy into me, there must be something great about her. And so then they come over and they check you out and they fall in love with your content and so on and so forth. Right. It just builds that actual community. Like you're having a conversation. Sure, it's on social media, but you're telling people how you really feel about something, not just a short yes, no, maybe, you know, because that doesn't help. And and you want to do what you can to encourage that. So I've also tried to do, I'm not as good as it, about it as I should be, but even lives, just going live the few times I have, I have people commenting and, you know, just saying hi or, or whatever. So people like to see you again, turn your camera on. <laughs> yes. Turn your camera on. People love to gonna see you. that's going to be my motto. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You should quit. Just finish. That's now your head. Turn your camera on. I think that is great. And I love that you're talking about, I, I like to call it the the CTA or the call to action in your post is asking an open-ended question rather than a yes or a no, or even just the standard like, like and say for later is like start a conversation through your comments and then genuinely have that back and forth, like asking another question after somebody answers and just diving deeper into that topic. I think that that is a a great way to engage people and and get them to have those conversations. Right. Because people are posting because they want to know what you think. I mean, people are posting because we need to post, right? But if they just needed to post, they would throw up an image or they would just, you know, say a few words. They wouldn't even ask a question. But if somebody's asking a question, take that at face value. Take it that they really want to know what you think. Oh yeah, exactly. And again, just getting not just in your own comments, but after you post, like go and engage on other people or even before you post there, yeah. there's different strategies and the strategy changes all the time, depending on how 
the Instagram algorithm is feeling that day, right? But there used to be a strategy of engage, post, engage. So you're spending time on the app and engaging with people before you post, doing your post that has an open-ended question, and then engaging with everybody who is engaging with that post. But if if nobody's immediately commenting, don't just log off, go and comment and engage on their post as well. So I think there there is some value in just showing up and not just in your own space, but in other people's spaces as well. Exactly. Yeah. I like to scroll through. And even if I don't see somebody right immediately in my feed, if I know there's somebody I want to connect with or just see how they're doing or because I know they're doing something amazing and I want to see, you know, maybe I missed a post, I'll actually go to their, you know, their feed, their profile and see what their last thing they posted was. And, you know, hey, great job that you did the writing retreat in, in Italy, you know, just things that you know about them. Even apropos of nothing, it doesn't even have to necessarily be part of what they posted about, but you can post a comment on underneath like, hey, just saw that you finished your writing retreat. You know, that's that's awesome. You know, you could comment on just any post. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be answering a question hey. if it's just them sharing their dinner even or like what they did. <laughs> you can comment and and engage with that still. Yeah. So keep if it's the people that you really want to be part of your community, just keep in mind maybe things that they've done, things that they're doing, you know, if you want to, because they're supporting you. So I feel like all these people are supporting me and cheering me on. I want to support them and cheer them on. So I don't want it just to be, you know, me taking that. I, I like you've said before, right? You get what you give. So I, I want to uplift them because I know it's not easy what they're doing. I mean, people who host writing retreats and writers, both of those are pretty, pretty like isolating and not easy, not easy to do. So anytime I can pump them up, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for ways to do that. Oh, that's good. And I love this. You have mentioned this a couple of times actually about how you specifically talk to writers and people who host writing retreats. That is essentially your target audience of who you're going out and searching for. So when it comes to social media, that that is a big deal because I think a lot of people are like, well, I just need to talk to everyone. And it's like, no, you don't need to talk to everyone. Talk to specifically the people that you're that you want to bring into your space and that you want to work with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How did you I know you had become a writer and then you started this writer sampler, but how did you narrow down who exactly you work you look for when you're out looking for new people to follow or people to come into your space? Like who is that ideal client for you? So right now it's writing retreat hosts who have upcoming writing retreats because I'm looking for writing retreat hosts who want to present their writing retreat and talk to writers at my sampler events. I'm actually booked all the way through September for my events. So, but I'm going to keep doing them on, you know, a rolling basis. I do them twice a month. So I'm always looking for writing retreat hosts who, you know, who want to come on one of my events and talk about their retreat. And for writers, and writers is very broad, right? It seems like everybody's writing a book. Everybody's like 
Right. And that's kind of what I was, I was like, when it comes to writers, I mean, that's a very broad term. Do you have a specific type of writer that you're, you're looking for? Yeah, I finally did narrow it down because at first I was like, writers, I could, you know, I want all writers. And you quickly realize that's not tenable. So the writers I'm looking for are ones who want to either sell or traditionally, traditionally publish. Because my whole position is writing retreats are going to help you reach your writing and publishing goals. And if you're very serious about your writing, if you want to be published, it's self-publishing, you know, or traditionally, like either one are good opportunities, then you need to have a solid manuscript. You need to have a good story. You need to know, you know, how to develop characters, develop plot lines. You need to have it edited. You need some really good feedback, professional feedback, and a writing retreat can do that for you. So would you say a writing retreat is good for somebody who is just like, I have an idea about writing a book or is somebody who has like started the process? I would say probably the best if you've started the process. And you can go, like, if you really want to go to that villa in Tuscany and you and you're saying, well, it's a writing retreat, so, you know, it's not really a vacation. Yes, by all means, go. But I would say a writing retreat is best for people who are further along in the writing journey and are ready to get more information, more instruction, more help, just, you know, more time alone with their writing. But I would say a writer, if you if you have the, the time and the money, I would highly encourage you to go to a writing retreat at any level because you will get so much out of it. You'll get a lot out of the instructors, out of the fellow writers. I mean, you could, you know, really learn a ton in just a one week or two weeks that might take you months or even a couple of years just, you know, putzing around online, Googling stuff or, you know, taking a writing course here and there. So good for anybody but definitely if you're serious about it i would say once you're further along and then and then find a writing retreat that fits what you need oh wonderful well okay so you had mentioned italy a couple times but you're in west virginia in the states where where are all of these retreats i'm sure they're all over the place but where are some of the like common places that you have seen retreats hosted so that and where do people find information about the retreats uh, yeah, I mentioned Italy a couple of times because actually quite a few, a lot of people have retreats in Italy. It's, it's, it's a destination place. Yeah. But so I did a writing retreat sampler event in February where I did use the summit model, which I used and now I'm moving away from. But I had 13 writing retreat hosts and their retreats were in Iceland, California, Italy, France. Colorado, the White Mountains in New Hampshire, like all over the place. There's like no limit to where people are hosting these retreats. That's so cool. I had writing retreat hosts from Europe and here. So, and that's another thing about building the community. It doesn't have to be just locally where you are. I'm, I'm bringing people in from literally all over the world and they're all learning from each other, you know, the different ways maybe people might be doing it. East Coast, West Coast, the you know, UK or North America. But as far as where people can find their retreats, I mean, Googling right now, it's 
there's not a lot of places. I know there's blog posts that say, you know, the 20 best retreats for, you know, 2023. So Googling them is a good way. And I think there's one site that's not for writing retreats, but it's for retreats in general. And I know that there are a few writing retreats on there that people advertise. It's it's not easy. And I will say that I'm actually starting a writing retreat directory as well. such a good idea this is your little nudge too to do that because i think that when somebody is first stepping into that world and they're like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna start this process they're gonna be like where do i go to find this information and so i think that that is gonna be an amazing first step for people is to like get connected with you so that they can find out more about these retreats and where they're and where to go one thing, though, that you had said earlier that I was like, oh, we need to touch on that just a little bit is your community is worldwide, which is huge because before social media, our communities were very small and very much in our own local area. And while I have I'm a part of a very large community in Utah, specifically, my social media community is nationwide and i have i have friends and followers from all over so that's a really important thing that like social media can help you bridge or help you create a bigger wider net when it comes to your community right and that means you're helping more people i mean think of all the people who need whatever you offer and you can give it to them wherever they are like that's what's important to me is that now anybody looking for this they can be helped wherever. Oh, yeah, definitely. And speaking of connecting with you, if somebody has more questions or maybe they they are your ideal client or they know your ideal client, how can they refer people to you? The best place to connect, writingretreatsampler.com if you want to see everything, all the events that are coming up. And Instagram's the best. I'm, I'm sporadically on Facebook, but DM me. I'm more active on on Instagram. So that is the best place to find me. Perfect. And I will put links to her website and her social media in the show notes. So head down there to connect with Lisa. And Lisa, thank you so much for being on here. Is there anything else that you want to add or anything that we didn't talk about that you want to, to let our listeners know about today? Well, thanks, Lindsay, again for having me. I really appreciate it. Just turn your camera on. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, I love it. Turn your camera on, get visible and nurture your community. And I would just like to add, start where you're at. Start where you're comfortable with. And even if you're uncomfortable with it, but you're like, this is where I want to build, nurture that first and you'll get more and more comfortable with it as you grow. Yeah, I agree. You'll be surprised at how supportive people will be while you're trying things out. So don't be afraid to. You guys, isn't Lisa just amazing? I love how real, raw, and honest she is. She is just authentically Lisa. And it was such an amazing conversation to have with her. I'm super excited to announce that she has launched her writing retreat directory. And you should connect with her and check that out. I will put all of her social media sites and her website in the show notes. So definitely head down there, find her on social media, send her a DM, and tell her that Confident Content Creator sent you. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. If this episode boosted your confidence or helped you find clarity in any way, then will you do me a huge favor and leave a review wherever you're listening? 
You can also share this episode on your social media and tag at confident content creators. Also, don't forget to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.